Yo, 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 peeps, what up? It's me, Carly, and today we're going to be talking about some unique places that you should go to, maybe on vacation, maybe something else. It doesn't really matter since they're all super cool. I'm going to be talking about Picture Rocks National Lakeshore. Other people might be talking about some other interesting places. Some of them are in the Midwest region, like Picture Rocks. Some of them are in the United States. Some of them are even anywhere in the world, other countries. Anyway, they're all really cool, no matter where they are. Anyway, I hope you enjoy. Yo, 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 peeps, it's me, Carly, and right now I'm going to be talking about a unique place that I think you should visit. My place is Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore. Um, some interesting facts about it are it's in Michigan Upper Peninsula. Um, it's on Lake Superior. Um, there's many other interesting facts that I can say later, but those are all I'm going to say for now. Um, I chose to talk about um, Picture Rocks because I've been there before and it was really fun. There were some cool sights to see. You can take good pictures there also. it's There's a really nice campground. Um, you can camp there with your camper or tent. It doesn't really matter, but it's super nice. Um, there some unique things about it are um, you can do lots of hiking. My mom and brother did a 21-mile hike. It was pretty cool. Um, there's really nice beaches, and you can swim in Lake Superior, even though it's kind of cold. Um, there's some cliffs, um, waterfalls, lakes. Um, there's some really good hiking. Um, there's um, backcountry camping. Um, we stay in the campground with our camper um, in Mewasine, Michigan, and it's really cool. There's also some good stores there, but it's really cool, and you should definitely go to Pictured Rocks. Anyway, that's all I have to say about Pictured Rocks. It's really cool. You should definitely go there. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed me talk about Pictured Rocks. Today, we're going to be talking to Elena about a unique place she thinks you should go to. Elena, what is your place? My place is Marco Island. Why did you choose to talk about Marco Island? Because it's a really fun place to go to. That's cool. What is unique about Marco Island? That every year when we get there, we get the same condo, and they give us like a ton of stuff to play with, and we stay there for a long time with my grandma and grandpa. That's cool. Do you have any like interesting facts about Marco Island? No, not really, except for when... Sometimes you can go on this boat and you can like go on a dolphin watch or you can go like go to like this one sandbar and go and see like sea fish and um, starfish. That's cool. Are there any like good or interesting foods at Marco Island? Yeah, they have the interesting food that I have never had them, but sometimes on the menu they have these things. Well, I've had crab cakes. They have those. And then they also have, like, these oysters. That's cool. Um, Why do you think people should know about Marco Island? Because it's a really fun place to go to, and they should go there sometime. That's cool. Do you have anything else to say about Marco Island? No, not really. Okay, thank you for talking to us about Marco Island, Elena. You're welcome. Today we're going to be talking to my grandpa about a unique place he thinks you should know about. What is your place? I have picked South Africa. That's cool. Do you have anything interesting to say about South Africa? Well, it's a country that's on the very southern end of of uh, Africa. And in fact, in the olden days, people used to have to sail around it to get from, let's say, Europe over to India or Australia. So... Um, 
and then Europeans settled in uh, South Africa, and uh, uh, that sort of became a one of the very many colonial countries in uh, in Africa. I am picked it because I used to be um, in business and traveled to a lot of countries, and it turned out that I had a business associate who was in South Africa, so I was able to make a uh, short trip there to uh, uh, discuss business, but also to see many interesting things. And I looked back, and I saw that that happened in 1994, which turns out to be 26 years ago, which was a very long time ago. So, but I still remember it as an interesting place. That's really interesting. Despite all those reasons, do you have anything else to say about why you chose to talk about South Africa? Well, um, I had a chance to tour around the country. I was just there less than a week, I think, but uh, was able to see some uh, some very interesting things. Um Two of the most interesting things were um, a visit to Cape Town, which was the uh, big city on the very southern tip of the country. And it was, it's a big modern city. And uh, it remind, reminded me a little bit of uh, certain parts of California. And I remember very distinctly going up in the hills, around there on a hiking path and then looking down into a giant bay, which was by the city. And then in the bay were a pot of whales swimming and jumping around. So there I was in the nature of the mountain and uh, looking down into the bay and uh, seeing the whales. So it was very beautiful. Um, another thing I did, uh, I don't think I did very much work there, but I saw some sites. I went to a place called Kruger National Park, and that's a gigantic African game preserve. And uh, I remember being in a, uh, a lodge, and the lodge looked at a, uh, a watering hole, where the animals came to get their water, and um, I actually got to see a lion, a female lion, um, attack a uh, uh, an animal that might have been like a gazelle or an elk or something like that. And uh, so she was hunting, and she got her food there. And they told me it was very unusual to actually be able to see uh, that happened in nature. But then we took a safari uh, in a car, of course, and there were monkeys jumping all around, and lots of exotic birds, and then we got to see uh, zebras and uh, giraffes, and uh, we saw a hippopotamus in some water, and uh, did I say elephants? Yeah, we saw elephants too. So it was uh, a very nice nature tour.
So uh, those are some things I remember from uh, quite a few years ago. That's cool. Um, all that stuff makes um, um, South Africa very unique, but is there any other facts that make South Africa even more unique? Well, it has some interesting history because um, uh, the uh, European settlers who were there were uh, they sort of uh, abused and uh, dominated the uh, local uh, native people. And for a long time, they had, uh, the native people had to uh, fight to get their... Uh, get their rights to uh, be part of the, the government. And uh, that was a very difficult time, but it was quite successful. So I believe now the, uh, uh, the, the black native people and the uh, Europeans are working together in one government. And it's, I think, turning out to be fairly successful. So that was uh, an example of a place that certainly has had difficult history, but has uh, uh, managed to uh, make progress. So that's very interesting. So that, in addition to being a very uh, beautiful place from the point of view of na nature and, um, and uh, animals and that sort of thing. That's cool. Um, besides everything you mentioned, why do you think people should know about um, South, South Africa and go there? Well, it's a good. I think it's probably a good tourist place. And, of course, uh, people who have been a lot of places always want to go to more new places. And so uh, I think that would be should be on everybody's list of the place that they want to go. That's cool. Also, do they have any good food in South Africa? Would you say that again, please? Do they have any good food in South Africa? Oh, you know what? Yeah. Um, I don't remember anything really, really unusual, but I, but I ate, you know, mostly in uh, nice restaurants, and so it was like European food. And American food, but uh, a nice quality, and they had good meat. And uh, I think I remember also having like uh, Indian food because there's a lot of Indian people there. And uh, and also I'm pretty sure I had some pizza there because pizza is everywhere. So it was a good place to have food. That's cool. Do you have anything else to say about South Africa? Well, you know, it was a long time ago, and I wish I could remember uh, more interesting details, but I think that's a uh, maybe uh, a good, quick review of uh, my experience in that country. That's cool. Thank you for talking to us about South Africa. Today we are going to be talking to Sadie about a unique place she thinks you should know about. Sadie, what is your place? Israel. Um, do you have anything interesting to say about Israel? Um, it's the size of New Jersey. 
That's cool. Um, why did you choose Israel? Uh, because I've been there and I think it's a really cool place. That's cool. You've been to Israel? Yep. Nice. Um, what's unique about Israel besides that's the size of New Jersey? Um, it has three official languages, Hebrew, Arabic, and English. That's cool. Do you have to speak any of the other ones that are not English? No. Okay. Um, do they have any good food in Israel? They do. That's cool. Um, do you know what any of them are called? Um, there's a place, called, there's a restaurant called Nam, and they have, like, it's kind of like pork, and it's, it's called Mutakatiam, and it's really good. Cool. Um, why do you think people should know about Israel? Um, I think it's a cool place and it doesn't get, like, enough attention because it's just really cool and, like, the culture there is really, is really, really cool. That's interesting. Do you have anything else to say about Israel? Um, it actually sits on the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, it was founded in 1948 as a result of World War II. That's cool. Is that all you have to say about Israel? Yep. Okay, thank you for talking to us about Israel, Sadie. Yep. Today we are going to be talking to my grandma, Grammy, um, about a unique place she thinks you should um, know about and go to. What is your place? My place is Turkey. That's cool. Uh, do you have anything? Yeah. Do you have anything yeah. interesting to say about Turkey? Oh, I have a lot of interesting things to say. Um, yes, uh, the first place we went in Turkey is in Istanbul, which is a huge city, an ancient city, and it's the only, well, Turkey is the only country in the world which is on two continents, Europe and Asia. So the eastern part of Turkey is Asia and western is Europe. That's so there yeah, there are lots of different cultures um, kind of all blended together there. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, why did you choose Turkey to talk about? Well, it's one of the more unusual places we've ever traveled. Um, it, it was uh, offered to us. Grandpa had a meeting there, so... So I went along, and then we toured the country. Cool. Um, besides everything you mentioned, um, what's unique about Turkey? Well, there are a lot of unique things. Um, some of it is very modern, and some of it is not modern at all. Um, we... Uh, we did all kinds of interesting things in Istanbul. We had dinner in a palace, and we smoked hookahs. You know what a hookah is? No, what is it? It's a long device that they put tobacco in, and you put a little hose with a little tip on it up to your lips, and you inhale, and it's a sweet-tasting smoke. It's a water pipe, actually, and that we we had those while we watched a belly dancer. Cool. And that was 
And that was after we went to the Turkish bath, which is a lot of people in the same room um, being bathed by women who, you know, really get very vigorous rubbing your body. And that was kind of a real kick, (laughs) something I've never done before. Cool. Um, why do you think people should know about Turkey? Well, I think some people are a little afraid because it's generally considered a Muslim country. And some people don't like to travel to Muslim countries. But there's so many interesting people and places to go there. Cool. Do you have anything else to say about Turkey? Um, not too much, but I think um, if you're looking for a new and exotic place to travel, I would recommend Turkey. Cool. Thank you for talking to us about Turkey. Today we are going to be talking to Lauren about a unique place she thinks you should go to. Lauren, what is your place? Door County, Wisconsin. Do you have anything to say about Door County? Um, yep. It's a fun place with lots of things to go to and see. That's cool. Um, why did you choose this place to go to? I chose Door County because I camp there a lot. And it's really, it has really nice weather and um, really good food. And it has a bunch of nice, clean beaches. That's cool. Um, are there any other good things about um, Door County? Um, it has lots of shops, so if you like shopping for things, you can go there. And it also um, has um, a bunch of state parks in it that are really fun to go to. That's cool. I really like shopping. Um, what is unique about Door County? Um, grows a lot of cherries, so makes lots of cheese. That's cool. Um, are there any other unique facts about Door County that you want to say or not? Yeah. Um, Door County doesn't, you won't see any McDonald's or, like, any fast food chain restaurants there because, um, Door County wanted to be unique, so it all has, like, family-run businesses that are only in Door County. That's cool. And for one more question, why do you think people should know about Door County? I think people should know about Door County because it's a really cool place and it also runs off tourism. So um, and it needs that like to keep its shops open and it is also a really nice place to go to. Okay, Lauren, that's cool. Do you have anything else to say about Door County? Um, not really. Okay, thank you for talking to us about Door County, Lauren. Right now we're going to be talking to Beck, who is also my uncle. He lives in Texas. How's it going in Texas, by the way? It's going very nicely. It's extremely hot and humid, another typical summer in Texas. So, what is your place you're going to be talking about? Well, first of all, Thank you for asking me to uh, for this interview. I feel very honored. Um, I'm actually going to be talking about the country of Estonia. That's cool. Have you been there? 
I have. I was there two years ago. That's interesting. Do you have a reason you went? Yes. Uh, your cousin, Jessica, or affectionately known as Juicy, uh, had an opportunity to live in Estonia for about five months and, and go to school there at the University of Tartu. And so um, after her stint was up, our family, you know, Heather and myself and Becca flew to Estonia to uh, visit her and also see where she lived and took a little vacation. That's cool. Why did you choose to talk about Estonia? Uh, well, I think it's a very unique um, country that a lot of people wouldn't want to go to. Um, but I think um, I think more people should know about Estonia, its history, and also its great culture. And also it's a great place to visit, um, to go on vacation and learn about the world. Um, do you have any like, interesting facts um, that you learned about Estonia? Uh, well, Estonia is a little over 100 years old. It uh, became a country um, in 1920 after it gained its independence from Russia after World War One, And then um, it was its own country for a while until about World War Two. Then Germany invaded. Or actually, I think, wait, Russia invaded, then Germany invaded, and then Russia invaded again. And then it stayed a Russian country or part of Russia until 1991 when it regained its independence. That's interesting. Besides all of that, do you have anything to say about why it's unique? Um, I think it's unique because it's uh, it's in a very interesting part of, uh, of Europe. Um, it's uh, right on the Baltic. Uh, it's one of the flattest countries in the world. Also, Estonia, it has its own language. It's Estonian. No other country in the world speaks it. Um, and there's just over a million people that live there. So it's not a very populated country. That's interesting. Do you know how to say any words in Estonian? I do not. I used to know how to say beer, but I forgot. <laughs> um, why do you think other people should visit Estonia? Um, I think... Well, I think one, it's very inexpensive to visit there. Um, one, it's expensive to get there, and it's a long and it's a long trip. Um, but um, it's very inexpensive. Also, um, if you're coming from the United States, they do speak English as a second language in Estonia, so it's very easy to get around. Also, the food in Estonia is amazing. Every time you go to a restaurant, it's just not get your food and eat it like we do here in the United States. It's, it's an event. They, you know, you sit down at the table, they, uh, bring you, you know, the first course and the second course and the third course. And, and, um, it's just a nice, uh, a nice relaxing meal every time you sit down. What is your favorite food from Estonia? Oh, the, uh, the borscht. It's like a beet soup. That's interesting. I probably wouldn't like that. Also, one of my best meals was this tomato soup with this rye bread. Um, it was just, it was, it was so delicious. Uh, I've tried tomato soup before and I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, but you should, you should try it again. Maybe your taste buds will change. Probably not. <laughs> um, are there any like unique animals in Estonia? Ooh, that's a good, that's a good question. Um. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, reindeer. Reindeer are in Estonia. That's cool. Yes. 
Anyway, do you have anything else to say about Estonia? Um, I would say if you ever had the opportunity to go, um, or if you were looking for a unique place to go in Europe, um, check out Estonia. It's worth the visit. Cool. Thank you for talking to us about Estonia. Today we are going to be talking to Regan about a unique place she thinks you should go to. Regan, what is your place? Gulf Shores. Why did you choose to talk about Gulf Shores? Because we go there every spring break and it's a really good time. Um, that's interesting. Do you have any interesting facts about Gulf Shores? Well, the palm trees are really beautiful laying on the beach and you can climb them, which is also really unique. That's cool. Um, what is unique about Gulf Shores? Well, they have a sea ride where you ride a boat and then... Last year, a whale went under our boat, and I got to touch the whale, and I thought that was a really cool experience. That's cool. Are there any good or unique foods at Gulf Shores? Well, every year we go to the Pink Pony, which is a restaurant down there, and we get nachos, and those are the best nachos I've ever had. That's cool. Um, do you have any like interesting facts or anything else to say about Gulf Shores? No, but you should really go down to Gulf Shores, Alabama. It's a really fun time. That's cool. Thank you for talking to us about Gulf Shores, Reagan. Right now we are going to be talking to Andy about a unique place he thinks you should um, go to. Andy, what is your place? Carly, I had a lot of thoughts. And I, today I decided to talk to you about the Rio Grande River. That's interesting. First, do you have a um, unique facts about it? I do. The Rio Grande is a river that borders the United States and Mexico, or Texas and Mexico. So it's a border river. It's a river not a lot of people think about for recreation, but it's a wonderful river and a beautiful place to visit. That's interesting. Um, why did you choose um, this place? Well, I chose it for, for several reasons. One, I'm, I'm from the state of Texas, so you know, the desert southwest always appeals to me, and I love boating. And years ago, when I was in graduate school, I went with my, my former boss, and he took me down the lower canyons of the Rio Grande, or he took me down the Rio Grande River, and I fell in love with the paddling. You know, the Rio Grande has, it's, it's a long river, but in the Big Bend National Park area, there's Boquillas Canyon, Santa Atlanta Canyon, um, and then eventually a popular um, place on the eastern edge of the Rio Grande is, or the Big Bend National Park, is the lower canyons of the Rio Grande. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. That's interesting. Um, besides what you said, um, are there any other like unique places on the Rio Grande? Well, there's a lot of unique places along the way, but they're, they're places that individuals have a difficult time visiting unless they're actually paddling the waters. That's interesting. Besides everything you said, what is unique about the Rio Grande? <laughs> uh, it's a lovely place to be. Desert Southwest paddling. You have canyon walls. Ima imagine this. You're paddling and you're on the river. It's not a wide river. The river's probably, you know, maybe... 60, 70 feet wide, you know, at a given point. 
it's really flat out there. You can see vastness, but as you begin to paddle, the canyon walls begin to rise on either side of you to about 900 feet. Um, that is what they call the lower canyon. So it's, imagine paddling through an area you can see vast openness and then into the canyons. Really cool. That's cool. So there's a lot of cool sights to see on the Rio Grande. Yeah, on the section I'm talking about today, which is the lower canyons of the Rio Grande, which is an 86-mile stretch from La Linda, Mexico to, to Dryden, uh, you can see many rapids, okay? You can see evidence, you know, of, of past inhabitation down there from like the old Candelaria factories when they made candle wax. You can see hot springs. You can see... Um, bluffs, and you can even hike to some of these bluffs. The most um, amazing view being at Burrow Bluff. That's cool. Um, so, um, so based on what you're saying, um, you've um, hiked and paddled the Rio Grande? I have hiked and paddled the Rio Grande. Mainly paddled it with a little bit of hiking. Carly, my first trip down the Rio Grande was probably 19... Oh, 1996, and since that time, I've probably made about eight different adventures, eight to ten different trips down the lower canyons, each one being unique and different, but equally enjoyable. That's cool. Do you have any stories about hiking and paddling the Rio Grande? I, I do. I, I have countless stories um, we, could, we could talk about. Um, regarding um, the Rio Grande River. I will say it the lower canyons, it's a challenging section, meaning that you go great distances. And, and one thing that is interesting about it is once you put on, Carly, let's say after about 10 miles, you decide, you know, this is cool, but it's not for me. I don't want to paddle anymore. Well, that's fine. You can take off 86 miles later, Right? There's really no way off once you put on on the water. You know, I've seen um, the rapids really big. I've seen people get their boats stuck on rocks. I've seen people get their boats stuck in rapids. I've seen people flip in rapids. Um, but I've also seen people do really amazing um, paddle strokes to navigate themselves through. So, yeah, a lot of good stories. That's cool. Do you have anything else to say about it? I, I do. Um, I have a few more things. If 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 anyone's interested in paddling this stretch of the river, there are, are really good guidebooks out there. Uh, you can get a Lower Canyons of the Rio Grande, you know, guidebook that you actually take with you on the river, which outlines the different rapids: the Marvallis, you know, the um, Panther Rapid, San Francisco Rapid, Hot Springs Rapid, Upper Madison, Lower Madison. All those rapids are outlined. The Burrow Bluff hike, which I spoke of, which takes you about 900 feet up to look at the river views, you can um, see that in the guidebook as well. This stretch of river, just keep in mind, is managed by the National Park Service because it is, you know, a national wild and scenic river. So in order to access the river, you do need to get a permit from Big Bend National Park, and that process is pretty easy to do. Um, but putting on and take putting on and taking off, it's all done on private lands, so there are fees involved with your put-ons and your takeouts. But it's really inexpensive to paddle the river. That's cool. Besides, like everything you mentioned, do you have any other reasons people should visit the Rio Grande? 
Yeah, if in a in a in a world where you know everything's pretty populated and 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 easy to access, this particular location is not it's not really well developed, and that's what's fascinating. If you're looking for a greater sense of adventure, an example, Carly, would be you're paddling down the water. At the end of the day, there's no designated campsites, okay? You just kind of begin to wrap up your day. You look to your left, which is the Texas side. You look to your right, which is the Mexico side. And whichever land you think is the flattest, that's where you sleep that night. And then you'll repeat that same scenario each and every day. Um, yeah, and you don't see a lot of people on the water. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful place to go. And I will say to you, if you are someone that likes to watch the nighttime skies, um, there's not many darker places on the planet than it is, you know, in the Rio Grande Valley area. That's cool. Um, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you when you've um, been paddling the Rio Grande? Oh, I, I could go into a lot of stories. You know, I think the the scariest thing that happened to me is when um, someone, a participant on one of my adventures, you know, dove into the water. And you, as you know, Carly, we never dive into waters, unknown waters. Um, it wasn't that deep. And he had a, a pretty significant head injury. And we had to evacuate him. We essentially had to paddle him about 60, 65 miles in a day and a half to take him to the Del Rio Hospital. Everything worked out, but I would say when you talk about experiences, that was one of the most challenging. That's um, cool and scary. Do you have any other stories or facts to say about the Rio Grande? <laughs> I oh I, I I could go on and on with stories. You know, you know I, I would say. One trip I went on, I went with someone that knew a lot, you know, about about the lands, okay? And while we were hiking up Burrow Bluff, he was able to point to me the old shells, seashells, um, starfish um, shells up there, where it showed that a vast ocean once, you know, engulfed that whole region years ago. I found that fascinating. It, it was pretty cool to me. That's cool. Um... Do you have anything else to say about it? Or are you done talking about the Rio Grande? I'm never done talking about the Rio Grande, Carly. Now, now I, I would say if anyone's looking for a unique sense of adventure um, that's off the beaten path that will challenge you, then the Lower Canyons is the river for you. But I also will say... Please do not go on that stretch of river unless you are prepared to do so and you have some paddling experience because you need it for your personal safety. Okay, is that all? Yeah, I believe that's that's all, Carly. Anyway, thank you for talking to us about the Rio Grande. You're welcome. Thank you for having me as your guest. peeps it's me carly and i hope you enjoy listening to my episode of what you should know but you don't i hope you learn some unique things about some unique places although some of them were kind of weird um i hope you sometime go to some of these places since a lot since the ones i've been to are super fun you should definitely go next episode i'm going to be talking about um books that you should know about 
so you should definitely listen to it once it comes out. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode and my podcast.